There is nothing worse than setting off on a sailing adventure and getting out there and realizing on day two that you have misjudged perhaps a couple of the personalities on the boat. So today we're going to talk a little bit about how to manage that. Hey there, and welcome to Your Pocket Sailing Instructor, the number one educational podcast all about sailing. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals. Whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories, this podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast all about things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Monday to help you start off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Your Pocket Sailing Instructor. I'm your host, Penny. I'm excited to have you join me this week. And this week we are talking about uh, personalities and potentially some conflicts that you might uh, have or have experienced or are hoping to avoid uh, on the boat between your crew and hopefully not with you as well, but you never know. So uh, yeah, just some different strategies, tips, things to uh, think about and look out for. So once again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for following this podcast. Make sure you click the subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes come out. And please do share this podcast as well so that other sailors can find the podcast at I really, really appreciate it. So today's topic is um, a pretty key topic for anyone who is interested in getting into liveaboard cruising, I find. This comes up quite often. But anytime you're out on the boat, really, especially if you get into racing as well, there can be a lot of, uh, how do you say, hot personalities maybe <laughs> in the uh, racing world with sailing. Um, so yeah, just a, a lot of different uh, personality types that you might run into uh, out on the boat. And so having an idea of how to manage that, prepare for that, forecast that could be very helpful in making sure that you have a happy boat, um, or at least as happy as can be. And hopefully your sail, uh, whatever it is you're planning to do, whether it's a weekend away, a two or three week long boat delivery, or maybe a Wednesday night race, that uh, hopefully everyone gets along well and you don't have any major issues on the boat. So to start off here, I'm going to talk a little bit about some um, of the things that you can do to manage difficult personalities, yourself as a skipper on the boat, let's say, and you are determining who to bring on your boat and why and all that kind of stuff. So I have done a episode in the past called Crew Dynamics, and I talked a bit about this as well, but it definitely merits a little bit further uh, discussion. So as a skipper, one of the things that I like to do is I will talk to uh, any of the crew that I'm thinking of sailing with beforehand or try to get out on the boat with them beforehand. I like to see how someone reacts in different situations. I like to see what their communication style is, uh, what some of their strengths are and all of that kind of stuff. So in this case, uh, obviously when I'm teaching my courses, I don't have that luxury. Uh, people sign up for a course and then 
I meet them usually the first day. We might exchange some emails back and forth or a couple phone calls, but I really don't have an idea of, of what kind of personality I'm going to have on the boat. I have to say that I have been quite lucky with a lot of my courses. I have met some amazing people and uh, sailing seems to attract a, a very similar type of personality, generally pretty laid back looking to have fun. Um, a lot of the courses when I'm doing the basic and the introduction type courses, it's just people who are looking to experience sailing. So there's not a lot of ego to deal with. There's not a lot of uh, previous experience or drama or anything like that. So that's one of the reasons why I love teaching so much because it really is introducing people usually at that beginner phase uh, before they get all that extra baggage on board. Um, but if I am doing a larger trip, uh, then one of the things that I look for with the crew is trying to figure out how everyone's going to kind of mesh together. So I did a, um, a delivery, boat delivery in 2018. I helped out my friend Travis uh, bring his 50-foot Beneteau back from Hawaii. And there were eight of us on board. Originally, I wasn't planning on doing the trip and I was just kind of helping Travis figure out different crew members and, and just you know, I enjoyed putting people together and, and making connections and stuff. So I was just kind of helping him out in that regard. Uh, and then in the end with uh, some of the friends of mine that signed up, I thought, you know what, this is going to be a cool trip. So I want to do it too. <laughs> so uh, that ended up being a really fun trip. But uh, one of the things that you want to do is see if you can uh, meet some of these people, especially if you're planning on doing a longer distance type of trip, you want to kind of get together with whoever it is that you're going to be sailing with a few times before you actually get on the boat, hopefully. Uh, that way you can get a little bit of an idea of, of just their personality, what they're like, I've done um, Zoom calls with people now just to chat with them as well, find out, you know, what are some of their other hobbies? Um, what do they do in their spare time? Um, what's their family dynamic? What is What are some of the goals that they want to get out of the trip? All that kind of stuff, because that can kind of just help give you an idea of some of the expectations um, on your end and on their end as far as what they're looking to get out of this particular trip. And you'll, I find once I have a coffee with someone and I chat with them for a bit, I have a, a pretty good idea of if they're going to be a good fit for my boat, if they're going to be laid back enough or curious enough or helpful enough um, to, to fit into the boat. There are a lot of different elements, I guess you could say, or, um, vantage points. I don't think that's not really quite the word I want to say, but there are different aspects of a personality that work really well on the boat. So if you can uh, discuss some of these things ahead of time, then that's, that's really great. So to start off here, I have a list of things that you can do to start off on the right foot with your crew, um, other than going for coffee and sailing together and, and that kind of thing. But what, basically once you're on the boat, for instance. So you want to maintain um, open and effective communication as much as possible. I find a lot of times miscommunication comes from lack of knowing what the expectations are, uh, knowing where the lines are and who is in charge of what. So I try to be as as open as possible and as uh, direct as possible when I am helping people figure out um, where they sit or where they fit within the boat. So with that, communicating clearly, making sure that I'm 
trying to establish open channels of communication with everyone as well. So making sure that there is a time for us to sit as a crew, whether I go up on deck when one shift is on and we have a little chat, touch base uh, to find out how things are going, especially if we're doing some sort of trip or delivery and there's a handoff between the shifts. I like to sit with everyone for a couple minutes and just chat about what did they see during their shift? Were there any issues, anything that needs to be, you know, we need to keep an eye on what's the heading, all that basic stuff, but just to kind of keep the communication open a little bit so that everybody is uh, feeling comfortable to talk about whatever it is that they're experiencing on the boat. And at this point, we're talking more about the boat itself, how it's handling, how our heading is, and you know what kind of progress we're making. But by being open and talking about those kinds of things, hopefully they will feel comfortable, comfortable enough to come to you and bring forward anything outside of that realm that might be bothering them. So I've had um, instances where you have a cabin crew, the two of them do not get along, for instance, or one crew member is doing something that's driving the other crew member a bit crazy. I've had people, <laughs> I've seen it all. I've had people using other people's towels, people using other people's pillows. I had someone who used my sleeping bag. I was really not happy. Um, so, you know, people can be a bit gross sometimes, especially when you are um, out of your comfort zone and you are on a boat in a small space and everybody is just trying to get through their shift without killing anybody else. So uh, starting off with a strong communication base will really help uh, make sure that everybody is on the same line and communication, especially around any kind of emergency procedures or expectations of what will happen or who's responsible for what uh, in the case of an emergency, for instance. So part of that as well is fostering an inclusive environment and making sure that people are comfortable to bring forward whatever it is. So sometimes, you know, well, a lot of times you will have people with different sailing experience on the boat and just different life experience, different ages, different strengths. So you as a skipper or as the person who is kind of managing this boat, I guess you could say, uh, what you want to try to do is play on everyone's strengths. So sometimes I will have somebody who's potentially doesn't have as much experience helming. And so they have a little bit of a harder time holding a course, but I might work with them to uh, make sure that they know how to trim the sails really well. And I'll make sure that they know how to reef really well. And so I might have another person on the boat who has kind of become the helms person, but then I'll have this other person that they know that they are valued and that they are, can be used as our kind of main sail trim kind of person. So just making sure that uh, people feel like they have a spot on the boat and that they also feel comfortable enough to come forward with whatever their concerns are. Now, this can be a little um, challenging and can be a struggle when you have other strong personalities on the boat or other people who are also trying to potentially challenge your leadership or your decisions on the boat. That is one of the personality types that is the hardest to deal with is somebody who is you know, egotistical or narcissistic and who wants to be in charge basically and take over some of the decisions. So that's one to watch out for. Um, I generally 
try to avoid bringing people like that out on the boat uh, because when you're out in the middle of wherever, could be the ocean or lake or whatever, um, and you have, for instance, bad weather coming in and you're trying to get everybody organized and get the boat into a safe place, uh, having somebody argue with all of your decisions is really not productive. It's completely counterproductive and it also starts to fracture the crew. So uh, that is a very challenging personality type and I have mentioned this on other podcast episodes. A lot of people ask me how I pick my crew. And for me, one of the biggest things is making sure that the person is coachable and that they are open to learning new things and they want to be out on the boat with me and learn new things. I'm really not interested in somebody who has been sailing for 30 years and is coming along because they think that I need the help with the trip or something like that. Because um, I can teach you how to sail. I can't teach you how to not be an asshole basically. It's how it comes down. That one always gets a good laugh, but um, you know, that's, it's kind of the, the in and out of, of how that works. So along with that, uh, you as the skipper, you need to be making sure that you're providing clear leadership. It's natural and normal to potentially second guess things sometimes. And I think that it is healthy to have discussions at times, but there will be times when there is no discussion and what you are deciding to do needs to be the final thing that everybody follows and everybody does. So sometimes you will have to put your foot down and establish your clear leadership lines so that everybody knows what's going on. And for me on the boat, a lot of times I sit down with everyone and I actually come up with jobs and I actually write out, like we have a schedule every day on the boat, who's cleaning the head, who's cooking lunch, who's making dinner, uh, you know, who's responsible for whatever. And it's very clear and it's all laid out. And the reason why I do that is I've just learned over the years that unless I put it down on paper, there will always be somebody who decides that somebody else is going to do that particular job, usually cleaning the head or whatever, cleaning up dishes, and they will just somehow float and really not help on the boat. And that is really not a helpful situation for everybody else. That's when resentment starts to develop. And that's when you as a skipper, you start to uh, get frustrated and you also start to feel undermined uh, because there's someone who is basically potentially challenging your um, decisions to have people clean the head or whatever the job is that you're trying to get everyone to do. So for me, I make it very clear. I put it on paper. I put it up in uh, the boat. I actually uh, tape it up on the wall so that everybody knows every day this is the job. And I've that has worked really, really well for me where I've had other crew who basically call out if there's a crew who's trying not to do their job or skipping it, they'll look at the schedule and they'll call them out and say, hey, you know, so-and-so, you didn't clean up the dishes this morning from breakfast. So unfortunately, uh, that's some, sometimes that's how it has to be done just to make sure that nobody does try to float. So you want to create that clear leadership. You do want to have the open lines of communication, but everybody also needs to know that when the shit hits the fan, they turn to you and what you say is what happens. 
Um, along those lines too, you also want to establish your emergency procedures, which I won't get into, but you want to make sure that if something happens to you and you're incapacitated for some reason, that they know what the protocol is to have the second in command or whoever else is going to then step up and take over the boat as well. But that's a whole other episode. <laughs> so the next thing that I have here is um, kind of along the lines of promoting your leadership and open communication and everything. You also want to promote teamwork and collaboration. So um, what I like to try and do on the boat is I establish kind of the boundaries, or I call it the sandbox, like the lines of, of what I need my particular crew to do as far as, you know, make sure the, the sails are trimmed, make sure we're pointed in the right direction. First and foremost, I should point that out. <laughs> make sure we're sailing the right way. Uh, hopefully we are sticking to our course as well as possible um, and everybody is safe. So those are kind of my top three. Boats going the right way, everybody's safe, and uh, off we go. So, But then I also like to give them a bit of leeway to figure out how they're going to do that. I don't tell them who should be on the helm. I don't tell them what time they should have their lunch. I don't tell them how they should organize their shift. Um, I tell them when they need to be up there and when they need to be in bed, basically, or down below when they can rest. And otherwise, I kind of uh, let them establish their team and I let them figure out what's going to work for them for their team. Because again, all the different, depending on the different personalities, you might have someone who, when they wake up, they're a morning person, they're up and out of bed, they've got their gear on, and then they're up at the helm within, you know, a minute, two minutes. I hate those kind of people. Anyways, and then you might have someone who's a little bit more like me, who takes a little bit longer to wake up, and who might want to get up a bit earlier before their shift, make a nice cup of coffee, sit around, shoot the shit with somebody, check the weather. So you have kind of different styles of... I guess, how people get themselves going for their day as well. So you might have to manage a bit of that. So just being aware that you want to give your team gentle leadership or I guess, you know, firm leadership, but also to the point where they feel comfortable also exercising their own personalities and strengths and using those as well. And obviously you always want to be considerate and respectful towards your crew. You will get that back from them as well. Now, when we start talking about being respectful for each other, that also uh, comes hand in hand with the crew being respectful towards each other and um, addressing conflicts. You want to try to address conflicts quickly, especially the longer your trip, the quicker you need to get on top of that. If you're planning on being on the boat for three weeks and day two, you have two crew members who uh, continue to argue over where or how the coffee should be made, trust me within a week, you are going to have a serious problem on your hands. It's amazing how easy uh, or how quickly a small issue on the boat can develop into something way more significant than it needs to be. So I would suggest that, you know, within reason, when you do see that there is a personality conflict or something going on between a couple of your crew members, or even with you and one of the crew members, try to take a step back and look at the situation and figure out, you know, what is going on that is causing this particular issue. And a lot of times, you know, it's not how the coffee is being made. It's, I don't know, the fact that somebody says something a certain way or, or who knows, but um, a lot of times it's not the actual thing itself. It's something that is kind of building up to that. So being a little more proactive about 
uh, seeing that and helping that and not ignoring that will go a long way. So in that case, you might have to think about how to reorganize your crew. Maybe you switch up who is on which shift just again to make sure that the dynamic has been um, properly balanced, I guess would be one way to put it. I just want to give a big shout out to my patrons who continue to support me. And I have a few new members who have joined me over the holidays here. A huge shout out and thank you to Stuart, John and Jessica for continuing to support me and for deciding to sign up on my Patreon account. For those of you who aren't familiar with Patreon, it's an online membership community where you can sign up for extra content directly from me. And you can also send me direct messages and get some extra freebies and you get 10% off of merchandise, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I will also be doing monthly Q&A sessions where you can ask me direct questions. And so thanks so much for signing up. For those of you who are interested in more information, you can find more info at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash your pocket sailing instructor. Last time, patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N com forward slash your pocket instructor pocket sailing instructor and i so appreciate all of your support now back to our episode so the other thing that you want to do is make sure that you are getting uh, both sides of the story from each of the people who are involved as as much as you can um and even potentially if there are other crew in that group if they've kind of seen what's going on maybe get their opinion as well but really fundamentally what you want to do is kind of take a step back and figure out um, what, basically, what are you going to do about this, right? So address the issue as soon as possible and try to figure out, uh, do you need to switch them to a different, uh, shift? Do you need to maybe switch their bunks? Do you need to assign specific, um, other specific tasks to each of them? Uh, so you might have to get a little bit creative here as far as trying to help them resolve that conflict or trying to make sure that you're resolving that conflict. And this is something that you can definitely touch on uh, when you are looking at onboarding people to become part of the crew for whatever trip that you're kind of sorting out um, is just have a bit of a discussion or a bit of a game plan in mind as far as what will be the steps to take when there is a conflict on the boat. Uh, so that's something that you can definitely kind of map out, you know, is the first step that one person brings a conflict to you and you discuss it with them and you try to solve it, or they bring a conflict to you and then you go to the other person, get their side of the story, and then the three of you sit down and try to figure it out. Like it depends kind of how, I guess, how heavy you want to get into it. Um, you know, I try not to blow things out of proportion, but I also make sure that I don't let things go. So when I see that I see that somebody is getting frustrated with somebody else. I will make sure I acknowledge that. I will try to figure out what's going on to, you know, what which buttons are being pushed basically. Um, and then I will try to help mitigate that. So at the end of the day, I mean, we're all adults and hopefully everybody can kind of figure out how to manage that on their own, but you are the skipper and you are managing this particular vessel and this trip. And it isn't definitely in your best interest to make sure that you can try to help uh, your crew figure out what's going on because it will start to bleed over 
not only to the rest of that particular crew, uh, but also to the other shift. So if you have a couple different shifts, I've seen it where um, there are a couple people on an opposite uh, shift to me that are not getting along and, you know, people start talking and then you're trying to sleep and you can hear people arguing and like, it just starts to affect the entire boat. So if you can manage that as quickly and as cleanly as possible, that will be ideal depending on where you're going and, and, you know, how involved this particular trip is, you might have to look at uh, options for removing one of the crew from the boat. I have not had to do this. I've had to do this for seasickness, but I have not had to do this be for attitude, thankfully. Um, and again, depending on where you are, like when we were coming back from Hawaii, we're in the middle of the Pacific. There's, there's no way that we're going to kick somebody off the boat and we'd have to wait a probably two days for a helicopter to find us, uh, or an airplane at that point, helicopters don't even go that far, but, um, you know, you have to be realistic with what you can manage on and if you need to get somebody off of the boat, but that's a pretty, uh, extreme, extreme situation. So I hope that you have done your, uh, pre-boarding checks with your people and you have figured out that, you know, your personalities are going to be pretty good. The, you know, ages will probably get along well. The, uh, if you have males and females on the boat that they're going to be okay. Like you kind of have to take a look at all of those different dynamics to try and figure out, um, how it's going to work and, and hopefully that it will work. So along those lines, I have a couple of book suggestions for specifically learning about different personality types and how to communicate effectively with different personality types and even just how to identify them. Sometimes, you know, you might uh, not realize the personality type that you're dealing with. And so you don't necessarily know how to communicate most effectively with them. So um, there are many different books on this, but I just have a few here. So one that's pretty popular is How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, by Dale Carnegie. So this is a pretty popular book and just kind of talking about, yeah, how to communicate with people. Um, another one is called Type Talk, the 16 personality types that determine how we live, love, and work. That one is by Otto Kroger, uh, another popular book. And then there's another one I found here is called The Art of Speed Reading People, How to Size People Up and Speak Their Language. And that's by Paul Teeger. So uh, there's just kind of three different books that you could look at if you are interested in learning more about this particular topic and making sure that you are communicating effectively with people on your boat, especially if you're thinking of uh, doing longer trips or doing trips more often where you would be bringing people on the boat who you don't particularly know very well. I think it would be really beneficial to have that kind of in your seamanship toolbox. So when you are chatting with somebody at the coffee shop and you mention to them, oh yeah, you know, I'm I, I, I sail a lot and I'm doing a trip in a few months and still looking for crew. And they say, oh, I used to sail when I was younger. Like what kind of experience? And the next thing you know, you start chatting and then maybe there's somebody who they're really interested in joining your crew. Um, so it'd be beneficial for you to have a bit of an idea of how to read some of the personalities so you can quickly assess whether or not this is someone that you do want to have a conversation with and further develop, or maybe they're not quite the right fit for you. So 
So finally, just to finish off this episode, I just want to say one of the things that I love about sailing is the variety of people that I meet. And so, um, you know, I don't want you to <laughs> listen to this episode and think, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? It's, you know, definitely I have way more positive experiences on the boat with people than negative experiences. And I've been doing this a very long time. And I also have a lot of different people on the boat with me who I don't get to assess necessarily ahead of time. So, I mean, it helps that I am a pretty laid back person and I tend to get along with most personality types. So, um, but so I don't want you to think that you're headed for a whole bunch of drama and managing crews and stuff like that, but it is something to be aware of. And it is something that you sometimes will hear a nightmare of somebody who hops on a boat thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to have an amazing sail around the Mediterranean. And then the captain is a complete drunk or the one of the crew on board are just completely useless and they nobody knows what they're doing. And so, you know, as a skipper, it's really important for you to be prepared prepared and professional and a leader. And as for a crew, it's also important for you to do your homework and see what kind of skipper you're going to be sailing with and, and who the other crew are as well. So I'll keep digging into this topic a little bit more because I do find it fascinating uh, meeting different people and just kind of learning some of their stories and learning more about their backgrounds and their personality types and stuff. So, so hopefully you found that uh, helpful and I look forward to chatting with you guys again soon. See you next week.